Hello and welcome to Charmed and Alarmed. This podcast is dedicated to all things witchy and metaphysical. So whether you're a baby witch, an expert, or just want to learn about some spooky stuff, you're in the right place. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. Today we'll be discussing grimoires and books of shadow. Um, is it Book of Shadows or Books of Shadow? I guess Books of Shadows because books is the noun. I think it's Book of Shadows. I've always heard it with the shadows being plural. But multiple books of shadows. So is it Books of Shadows? If you have two grimoires, do you have two Books of Shadows? I think so because if you say Books of Shadow, it makes it sound like shadow is one entity. Yeah, that is just spread one across shadow. Mi- yeah, uh, spread across yeah. multiple books versus like it's multiple books of different shadows. Right. Maybe so both. It's books you of just... shadowses. Right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Books we'll go of shadowses is what we'll be talking about. I I'm for it. <laughs> um, first, we want to thank all of our new listeners. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing and rating and reviewing. And as soon as I find a uh what's it called a review that's really funny it makes me go lol i'm gonna read it on here so <laughs> you know think of your funniest thing to say about us it is it has to be five stars like <laughs> i might lol at your one star review don't get me wrong i'll lol at it when i um, read it you jerk <laughs> but we're not because you're a jerk or we'll um, save that for a whole nother podcast <laughs> right yeah. oh my God, we'll save right? it for a patreon podcast oh so there's a um podcast that i highly recommend i it's my most beloved podcast it's called maintenance phase um shout out to our most dedicated listener for telling me about this uh podcast um but maintenance phase on their patreon they read all of their hate mail um oh and God. i that's that was like I'd never done a Patreon before, and I when I heard that they read their hate mail on their Patreon, I was like, I might have to do the Patreon <laughs> just for that. Oh my god! Though, um, can we read them in funny voices? Because you, oh, you yeah. gotta read it in funny voices because that no, makes it yeah, even we're better. gonna make a whole narrative about it. So I love it. I love everything yeah. about that. <laughs> Um, and we do want to remind everybody to keep sharing all of your spooky stories with us. Um, I heard one last night from a listener and it was, it blew my mind. I'm going to keep it a secret because I, it's a listener that I may or may not know because I may or may not be related to them. So I may or may not make them tell a story on this podcast. I'll tell you after, remind me, write it down. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just for context for people who can't see our faces, um, Lauren and I both looked at her like, huh? Suspicious. Who? Who? I mean, there's one person that I talked to yeah, that what, I'm related to. So. Yeah, I was going to say, when you said yeah. related, I was like, oh, I know. I know. Now. Yeah. There's one singular well, person. So. Yeah. Well, you know, we say, I say related loosely. Like, if right, we're part yeah. of chosen family, then I'm like, then we're, fa- then, you know, then we're related. Right. So I was like, is she talking about that person that she's actually related to or is she talking about? Yeah, usually I use related like- for actual relations, of which I have four. <laughs> and <then laughs> okay. family yeah. for everybody else. Fair, um, fair. Okay. So here's some information about grimoires. What do you what do you know? How what's your baseline about grim grimoires over here? Let me go first. I'll be really, really short. <laughs> <laughs> I know just your basic like it's a witchy type related thing it's kind of like 
your catch-all be-all where it keeps all your stuff. Like I imagine like almost like a written treasure chest, mm. but more in like Ooh, a journal yeah. form. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's all I know. I'm done. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Lauren, I, I love how succinct you are. Yeah. And I'm not being facetious. Like honestly and truly, I love how succinct you are. Um, <laughs> I used to always get in um, language class. I would get told that I am um, too verbose. Oh, I got I was too wordy. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Verbo's wordy. They I was told much... I was not wordy enough. There you go. <laughs> Together we all to- balance out. That's why we started a podcast. Exactly. Um Did you guys Aww. hear that? I Aww. did. Who's that it's one? Diesel. He's like talking it, into diesel. the microphone. He's like, it's for me now. I it's... I own the podcast now. I, I am the podcast. Do do big meow. No, he don't. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. He's like, you asked me to, therefore, no. Um, as far as grimoires and books of shadow, um, books of shadows, uh, um, we were also right before the podcast guys talking about whenever you miss say words and then that becomes the word for that thing. The new word. The yeah. new word for that thing. Um, books of shadows is, is what books it will is be of now. shadows is or a book of shadow or whatever. Never gonna say it right again. Um so what I know about it is I've, depending on the person who does them, um, basically it's a book of spells. Um, for some people, it's a book of spells that they've gathered and then they'll put like notes in it. Like did this on this day, got these results, or um, my suggestion is to do it on, you know, do it with like this ingredient rather than that one. Um I know some people will have like a different like genre is the only word I can think of for it. Like um, some people it'll be like straight up just like recipes for like food. Mm-hmm. And then other people it'll kitchen be like. Kitchen witches. Yeah, it's our, our cute little kitchen witches that we love so very much. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what I know about it. It's it's from what I have understood as far as a distinction if there even is a distinction is some people use grimoire to be like, this is just strictly spells. And then book of shadow is kind of like an archive of your journey in the realms of magic. But yeah. Well, we are going to learn the distinction because it's in my notes. So. I am so excited. <laughs> the word grimoire comes from the French grammaire. Uh, it's used to reference any book written in Latin. Um, back way back when, when they first started using the word grimoire, it was just any book written in Latin. Um, sometime in the 1700s, it started getting used um, with the occult association as just like this is a textbook of magic. It's a book of spells. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I rose my hand <laughs> to try not to interrupt so much. Um, so that kind of reminds me of the word wart. So wart used to mean just plant. Plant. So just any plant. Um, so St. Grimoire- John's plant. Right. Right. Oh, my God. I already told everybody this. I'm so sorry. Yeah. We've been yeah. here. No, We've it's my here. favorite little fact, and I forget it. <laughs> and then you remind it. me of it, and I get yes. all excited all over again. Okay. That is one of the joys of ADHD, though. <laughs> 
like yeah. everything is always wonderful because it's always, always a, new. it's always a surprise. It's like, yeah. Oh my God. I forgot that existed because what is object permanence? Um, yeah. I have Etch-A-Sketch brain. It got Etch-A-Sketched right? and then shaken. And now I get to relearn it. St. Right. John's plant. St. John's plant. Uh, it's my you new favorite put, thing. But you could put that in your grimoire, which just means grimoire. Latin book. So yeah, you, it's just like, like <laughs> Latin. So you have to write it in Latin, right? Um, so they were most popular in Italy and France. Um, most being written around the 17th and 18th centuries, um, but they continued all the way into the 1800s um, and further. We'll get to it. Um, so many grimoires were written later than they claimed to be. Um, notably, the secret grimoire of Turiel. Uh, which was said to have been written in the 1500s, but nobody can find a copy earlier than 1927. So, huh. hmm. strange. You don't think it is. Hmm. Um, so, and that I think has to do with um, a lot with the rise of spiritualism. Um, yeah, the spiritualism. And, you know, the, the ancient esoteric knowledge that they were really into. Um, and then you kind of have to give it like some ancientness if you're claiming that it's ancient and esoteric so yeah like yeah. Eating, you know how it like, is like eating well, mummies you know here's my here's my little logical brain going right now if it's going to be in paper form like i don't know how fast paper degrades but like i would think that unless you kept it in a really safe place where it wasn't exposed to elements, then it's probably yeah. gone. Well, we have yeah. papers from the 1700s and stuff. Well, and we do so... have papers from later, but the thing is, is like Lauren said, paper does degrade You're right. really quickly unless it is in a um, controlled environment as much as possible. Um, it will get to a point where the paper will be intact unless you touch it. Mm. Right. And then it'll just so be So the like, oils on your skin will just, and the movement. Yeah. And it'll just be like, and gone. And there's <laughs> A lot no of um, so. <laughs> vintage vintage patterns are like that because they're, um, some of them are still on that like really thin tissue paper, mm. um, but it was printed in like the 50s uh, and right. it's been quite a long time since then. Right. Um, so a lot of people will um, either trace or copy their... Uh, vintage patterns and then put it away and never touch it again she's talking um, about sewing patterns for anybody who is patterns. not aware mm-hmm. of what she's talking about. vintage sewing patterns yeah get with it guys right got to keep up with this brain because it's not slowing down for anybody <laughs> um so wiccans came on the scene around between like the 40s and the 70s they were figuring out how their little wiccas stuff was gonna go um, and Gerald Gardner introduced the Book of Shadows. Um, so this is where we start to get the name Book of Shadows. So um, a little bit about Gerald. Um, he led kind of a normal, rich, white guy in the early 1900s kind of life. Um, so rich, like, white guy, where sort of life? Um, so it, he's from Britain, uh, and then he travels to like, um malaya uh it's like a country by singapore indonesia and thailand i don't know if i'm saying it so right. so malaya, european malaya but he's european and okay. he travels to some you know colonized places 
Uh, and so like every movie you're imagining of a guy in like the twenties, uh, being like a scholar slash archeologist slash anything like that, you know, just doing like not great white people stuff, but he's rich. Um, so he did kind of all of that stuff, um, until his father became ill with dementia. And so then he came back to Britain um he he was formerly taking bribes in malaya um so that like opium bribes uh Um. so he was like supposed to be like curbing the opium epidemic but instead he was being bribed and not so so like corporate america yes exactly exactly the same problem we're having right now in the u.s awesome with also opioids yeah, it's opium. It's the right. same. It's the same thing. It's the same. It's the same epidemic. It's a never-ending um, story. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. <laughs> of capitalism. Thank you. Uh-huh. Give me a commune. Someone give me a commune. I'm going to start a cult with my cat. It's going to be great. Um, so he got really into spiritualism and mediums then. He saw mediums and talked to them. He was like, he was not so taken. Like, Arthur Conan Doyle sounds you know from what i've read and heard like he was like taken in like oh yeah he probably believed like most people he believed uh sorry kitty cat he wanted (laughs) he wanted to be a believer so he right he he wanted to believe believe everything right and he believed in like even the scams um and then there's like that opposite end of a harry houdini who was like i don't believe any of these bitches i'm gonna disprove him Mm-hmm. This guy sounds like he's in the middle. So they could start a podcast and it would be exactly like this one. <laughs> so he was a little excellent. bit in the middle um, where he, you know, he found some spiritualists or mediums and he was like, this person knew something that I don't think they would ever know otherwise. And then he found other ones who was like, this person's a quack um, and this person is lying. Right. So he sounds like he was like, goodbye. <laughs> I get to edit that. He sounds like he was like, um, you know, pretty, pretty trying to figure it out reasonably, you know. Um, so, you know, to spare you all of the details of his life, um, he eventually got in with the bigwigs of the spiritualist movement and the um, the oh, what are those people called? The what? people dawn of the somebody something dawn of the golden the golden dawn say it again i think it's dawn of the golden sun hold on no it's the british hermetic order of the golden dawn that's what i'm thinking hermetic order of the golden dawn so we got into it with some of the people sorry i think the probably something else very esoteric yeah there there was a cult where it was like the golden sun and or something like that, where this guy was like, "I am the Messiah," and it 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 got real bad real fast. Um, but that it was generally more happens. <laughs> yeah. It was more recent. I feel like it was in the sixties and seventies. Anyways, sorry, I the I'm, golden uh, age of cults. Yeah, the, yeah, I'm going um, down a rabbit hole. Please, please continue. <laughs> so anyway, um, so we got in with the people in the uh, Order of the Golden Dawn, like a lot of the big wigs, um. And later in his life, started writing down the rituals and spells. Um, he got Aleister Crowley's approval to do that. Um, and he called it, because he's a little bit cringe, Ye Bok 
of ye art magical. And it's like, dude, don't make like, it sound like Bach, like, like it's bark, fancy, like a chicken. <laughs> Be okay. Bach. So he's trying to make it sound like it's not written in current times. You know what I mean? Um, but it was. So, and then what he the eventually. Bach. Bach, Bach, Bach. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what does that, what does that even mean? Did they, is that old English maybe? Well, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody chill. Um, okay, I'm going to put some music in here. It's like, boop, 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 Okay, so what was it called again? Y-E, ye, Bach, B-O-K, of ye, Y-E, art, magical. And art spelled like art? Yeah, A-R-T, like magical art, but it's just backwards. And magical like it's spelled like our general magical, or is it the one yeah. with like the K in it? No, it's regular. Or I mistyped it. Oh, Bach is apparently another word for book. Just spelled dumb. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. He, I... I mean, he put like the yees and the Bach and the stuff. So we, like he's trying to make it sound older than it is. Right. Well, to make and, it get more credence. And ye was not ever a thing either. It was the because of the way that there's a letter. There was a letter in Old English that made that th sound. Right. That looked a like a Y. Yeah, that looked like a Y. And it was always the and the. It's just we don't have that letter anymore. So now they're like, oh, it says ye. Ye. And it's like ye. No. Hashtag yeet. Um, <laughs> Hashtag- <laughs> Shelby so wants eventually, to yeet me. <laughs> so that was like his like little private book. And then he published a book called the book of shadows because probably people were like, we will not publish this. Cause that is, that name is too cringe, bud. <laughs> um, and so he, he's described as the father of modern Wicca. Um, so we're probably going to cover him later in a Wicca episode. So I didn't get too into him, um, yet because all of that hermetic order and the golden dawn and the wick, the, you know, the, the beginnings of Wicca, Hmm. all a little bit messy um i think i mean if it's anything like that book title no wonder it's messy (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and they're like very whitewashy you know they're taking stuff from everywhere they're taking stuff and you know making stuff up and calling it egyptian and you know to to make it sound more uh you know because the egyptian things were like the craze back then you know Oh yeah, like um, I said, they were literally eating mummies. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Big thing. And they were, Yum. and yeah, and there's a color called mummy brown. They made paint out of mummies and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was... powdered powdered mummies. Yum. Yeah. How does that um, make you feel? Like, imagine you sick <laughs> are now a mummy, and like now you're becoming food slash paint. You're paint now. You know, I do want to give back when I die. I want to be turned into compost. Yeah. Um, or eaten by beetles. You know, <laughs> I I want I want to provide something to someone. Yeah, a green Not burial. necessarily like rich white people though. You know, <laughs> I want to provide to the ground. I want it to be bougie, but not like cringe bougie. You know, not I mean? that bougie. Not that. You know I don't want to help pods? the one percent. Yeah, Those, tree pods. Yeah. Yes, that's what I I would and I'd like to be a willow, please. 
And then you can carve a face into it, and it could be similar <gasps> to my likeness. And you can call me Grandmother Willow. <gasps> well, oh my god! Our grandmother Lauren, one or the other, you know. Grandmother Lauren, <laughs> grandmother Laura, Lauren Willow. Yeah. Um, see, we and that's so. Yes, logged, logged forever. That that's what you want. Just as long as you guys always remember that that thing I sent you, where. Somebody has to have my phone at my funeral. And oh, after yes, it's yes. done, text everybody and say, thank you so much for coming. It meant yeah. a lot. <laughs> Smiley <Yeah>. face heart. <laughs> and everybody Sorry. being like, Ooh, what? <laughs> no, I, and I like then I'm ch- claiming no knowledge of it. And yeah. we'll delete this episode. I yeah. mean, Shelby will probably forget it by then. I'm sure we'll all be I, old. Somebody, we'll probably all forget by then. Forget. Yeah. I'm going to knock on wood that we'll all be old. Um, we'll need I to like, set a reminder. Right. <laughs> it's on my Google I'll write calendar. it in my book of shadows. It's on the book. Yeah. It's in our grimoire. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of, you know, a green burial, which is where you are not embalmed or anything like that. You're put in biodegradable. Yeah. But, or a wicker basket. Um, wicker coffins are definitely a thing too. Oh my God. Very and, cute. Oh yeah. my gosh. And with some like line it with some cotton. Yeah, you know, you're, like yeah. some cotton, like uh quilting cotton, you know? Yeah, very cute. Lit- yeah, like you're literally shrouded in um very biodegradable um material. And I I still want a stone of some sort, personally, a marker along with a tree, just because I love that idea of history. That other mm-hmm. people can come back and have like an idea of like, oh, this is when this happened and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, and I just really like that idea. But I do. I want the green burial. I want a tree. I don't want a vault. The whole reason you have a vault is because you're embalmed. And the embalming okay. chemicals leach into the surrounding water table. And they're, they're horribly poisonous. They're, they're horribly, mm-hmm. horribly poisonous. Um, and I understand why people need that in order to grieve mm-hmm. but i i mean i i'm like yo i don't need to be laid out and everybody giving me one last judgment look over you know right yeah. <laughs> like it's like yeah but yeah yeah no i want to be worm food um i do so i i think i did have a, like a little bit more morbid childhood than most people where mm-hmm. um our family reunion was at my great-grandma's old church every year mm-hmm. um and we'd all get together and eat and then we'd go visit all the graves um because everybody was buried in the same cemetery and so I used to run around in this uh cemetery that Mm -hmm. like we all had the understanding that we were all going to be buried there as well we'd go visit great grandma Mm -hmm. and great grandpa we'd go visit um my grandma's sisters um and then like I would go like really far back and look at all like the grapes from like the 1800s which is so cool yeah Yeah, it was super interesting and you'd like you know figure out their ages and like sometimes it would say you know what happened um i think there was one dog grave or cat i can't remember which i love um yeah so and then you're like oh i'm definitely gonna have that so right and i i've never found cemeteries to be frightening um, right. I think they're super peaceful and I love looking at all the history. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm pitching something to you guys. If I have a green cemetery, would you guys want to be there? If I was able to Oh, acquire, buried with you? Yeah, if I was able to acquire a green cemetery for you and whoever else you would like to have buried there. I mean, 
We could be depends on my compost because they 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 have a um a oh yeah in Washington that will compost you yeah and, um, then- and they just made it legal and so if yeah. I can get composted then I will just fertilize your tree fair <laughs> I'm for it um and I'm gonna it's take on this- the record yeah on the record I'm gonna take this moment to do a plug um since you talk about podcasts there is a creator um who is on YouTube and also on Instagram whose name's Caitlin um and she's uh has what's called the order of the good death and um they are very much into um bringing death positivity back into society Mm -hmm. um having those discussions with people talking about why death makes us uncomfortable what about it is super uncomfortable we have such a death negative society Mm -hmm. that um and it's really it's very unhealthy right Um, and i'm not i'm not like dissing anybody we're putting anybody down who death makes them super uncomfortable. We live in a society that tells you that. Right. We're conditioned that way. Right. Um, but if you have some curiosity, um, you want to investigate some things, you have some interest, you want to face your fears or you'd like to get past it. Um, the Order of the Good Death. 1010 recommend. I'll link it in the show notes. And also, um, we've mentioned tessa clarkson before um in the astrology episode she's also a death doula um so sort of the same thing right yeah coaching people through um you know how how to go through that process because it's i mean it's just because our society is so death negative it is just an overwhelming process because you Mm. go straight from like you know somebody's sick or somebody dies suddenly and you're in like this overwhelming amount of grief and then you have to like do business things like take Uh a bunch of documents over to your bank and like do a bunch of other stuff like navigate through all of that and then right and buy a buy a very very expensive box right put them in right and you have to navigate the whole funeral industry from there which you know unless it's a privately owned family operated like funeral industry, which it very rarely is, they, you know, they make a lot of money off mm-hmm. of your grief and the fact that you yeah. can't make a decision, you know, or right. that you well, just and then want you don't want to buy decision. like you know the pine box because that's you mm-hmm. want to disrespect your family member, but like, or they'll um, even tell you things where it's like, oh, it's illegal for us to bury them without embalming them, which is not true. That is not true. So uh, if anybody's telling you that, hey... As of the recording of this podcast. Yeah, as of the recording of this podcast. I don't know podcast, if anybody's going to pass any laws. Right. And, and definitely, like, check with your with your state. But um, in the state of that we live in currently, it it's not illegal. They will tell you yeah. it's illegal and that they have to be embalmed in order to be buried. But that's not true. Um, you might have to speak with to the know. cemetery or the burial plot or whatever it is. Um but yeah, you you do not have to. Um, or maybe you know, they'll phrase it like it's a requirement of, and they'll you, make it sound like it's a requirement of the state, but really it's a requirement of the, the cemetery, maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's, so, you know, um, you know, there's cremation, but that there's also aquamation. And aquamation is essentially. Um, do you get eaten by fish? No, you get dissolved, oh. essentially. And it is. And here's the thing, Shelby. It's so cool. It is no harmful chemicals. 
there's no harmful chemicals. I think it's lye, like lye-based water. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and what's left over is very similar from what's left over um, from cremation. It is a lot less energy to do it. Right. And what's left over is super enriched water. Super, super enriched. It's not poisonous. It's not dangerous. And it's it's fertilizer water, essentially. Turn me um, into water, 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 Britney Street. Thank right. you. And and so many, so many states have made it illegal because of the way that they spin it. And it's just mm-hmm. like, no, it's it's not dangerous. De- dead bodies for the most part. Used to be aren't buried dangerous. in lye. Yeah. Right. You know, and well, and so- lye used to be in soap, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, lie is, lie it's is not still like in soap. It's, it's like dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I highly, highly, highly recommend checking out Order of the Good Death. If nothing else, you find a lot of cool stuff about like biology and um, how that works. You sort of start dismantling some of the um, falsehoods around death and where they came from. Um, the idea that dead bodies are dangerous came from the idea of miasmas Mm -hmm. which is like a a really old idea that like um diseases come from like bad air Mm -hmm. which we still have it still permeates our society um but you know and as i said i was like most bought most dead bodies aren't actually dangerous they are gross they are Mm -hmm. gross because decompose you know, and de- they can be gross. dangerous if they died but, of something that of that is dangerous. Then you know, exactly. like Ebola, there was you know a big a big issue with that. Or like, you know, way 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 back when when there was like the the Black Death and and consumption and stuff. Right, sure, that could that could be passed. But nowadays, not right. likely, and, especially and, if they die in a hospital. Like you're, oh yeah, it's very safe. Right, and the, the fact that um you know those bodies with contagious um diseases and things like that. Those, um, you know, little, little germy, germy dudes that are living in there will die when there's no longer anything for them to feed on. Right. So it it has to do with like, okay, if they died and they're a fresh corpse from like something like, like consumption, of course it's going to spread, especially Mm -hmm. if there's no room to, you know, dispose of a body safely. Um, but anyways, there's nothing to do with Grimoire's or Book of Shadows. Um, right. But it's it's something I'm very. But still important. About. And, yeah, you know, somebody could have a grimoire with all of the death rituals that they have heard about, which um, is very important. Or, you know, and people could peruse it and decide which death ritual they want right. before they die. Exactly. Um, I grew up again, pretty pretty morbid childhood, where um, my mom would tell me what she wanted me to sing at her funeral and like how she wanted it to be, but like the dichotomy of that versus how she treated my when we would suggest that my grandma do end of life planning mm-hmm. and she would completely shut down like mm-hmm. that's it's it's so weird how like differently death negative things manifest in people well, um, and when you're a narcissist you know that can right, also yeah. cause weird behaviors <laughs> right yeah well and like also i don't think she thought of my grandma as like a human being she thought of her as like a commodity just like yeah. she thought of me as a commodity so like that maybe that's why she didn't want to think about um the the death planning uh situation but every time um you know my aunt would try to say like well we really need to get this done you know we need to figure stuff out and she would be like well grandma, like she would i honestly thought she was like grandma's never gonna die um 
which you know is yeah. just so, so so very weird um so it manifests very weird with everybody um but may i suggest not forcing your children to think about what they will have to sing at your funeral right <laughs> This is a general suggestion. You know, and um, that's not a ritual I would suggest putting in your death grimoire. Well, and another uh, just general suggestion, it is a good idea to have an idea, a a death plan of some sort. Right. Even if you yeah. have it written down. And have down, it written down so that your next of kin can know. Right. Um, and let them know where, let people know where it's at too. Be like, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that's a hard conversation because when people talk about that, they're like, oh my God are you thinking of hurting yourself? Because that's, we have that idea that death right. is so negative that even just thinking about something that's very natural, they're like, are you going to hurt yourself? Which, and that is a symptom of, of that, symptom. um, you know, of a person maybe wanting to, harm um, themselves. harm themselves, but you know, all, all in good context, read right. the room, read the room. Um, um, like I've told, um, tall husband and short husband, like what I'm interested in, you know, and like what I would like, I let my and mom also know. all of our listeners, all of our listeners, you guys know, <laughs> Devin knows, you know, those sorts of things. And it's like, you know, I definitely want a celebration of life. I want there to be good food. I want there to be music. I want there to be lots of imbibing of substances that you enjoy, um, you know, and like, yeah, that that is what I would like. I would like people to celebrate the fact that they knew me. Mm-hmm. and it's okay to be sad i don't i hate it really bothers me when people go i don't want people to cry at my funeral i'm like that's not your decision mm-hmm. right you know people are going to be sad also you... you're not going to care anymore <laughs> right. right like part of me is like i want to be you will like not the... be caring yeah i want to be like the ghost of Gr- christmas past when people are like partying and be like just like whoop hey guys whoop back out again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like oh my god i saw grandma and it's like yeah bitch shots 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 you know and then it's like you know if you know if you got the people that are crying and it's like hey it's okay you know like that's right just part yeah of it. yeah well and everybody grieves differently you know and everybody right. will you know grieve each person differently too mm-hmm. um so you know it's very important to go to therapy so again took us 30 minutes this time but we got around to it got around um so the difference between a grimoire and a book of shadows <gasps> is whatever you want. Um, so a lot of people use it interchangeably. Um, and I am one of those people. Um, and others believe because a book of shadows was, you know, created during the creation of the Wicca movement i don't know if you call it like a religion because it's not i wouldn't kind of religion um but anyway because it was belief where then a lot of people believe that um wiccans have books of shadow everybody else has grimoires so because grimoire is a more general term book of shadows is a more specific term so it's like a a wiccan so it's like a rectangle square situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, all books of shadows are grimoires. Not all grimoires are books of shadow, unless you want them to be, because who cares? It's just words. Um, <laughs> these words don't harm anyone, so it's okay. Um, unless, I mean, Wiccans write in. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll say it. So write in. Um, so let's see. Um, here are some notable grimoires from 
the past. Um, so the Arbatel of Magic um, was published in Switzerland in 1575. They don't know the author, but they think he was Italian. Um, it's written in Latin, um, and it purports to be a nine-volume work of instructions on the magical art, but only the first volume is ever found. Um, so they don't know if the other eight got ruined or um, were just never written. Maybe mm. he died before finishing uh, or, I don't know, burned as a witch. I don't know. Um, so, but they can't find the other eight. Um, so we only have this one. Um, and so the first kind of one... Oh, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so it's kind of like an instruction manual. So the first one, it had um, strong Christian elements. Um, it was called Isagoge, meaning fundamental instruction. Um, and it lists seven septenaries uh, sep of aphorism of moral and spiritual nature that cite the sources of occult wisdom. And those septenaries are, I, don't, I feel like seven septenaries is uh, <laughs> redundant, mm. um, but here's what they are. What is septenaries? Seven I something. I think it's just seven, seven things in a list. Ah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so God is one of them. Um, angels is the next learned men um nature yes, yes, yes. so it's like all things that you can like reference as you know as a as a person to figure out morality and spirituality so god mm. angels learned men nature apostate spirits um ministers of punishment in hell which um was described as similar to avenging classical gods um and then spirits of the elements so you know, starts off very, very gaudy, um, very, very like, you know, Christian sort of God with the God and the angels and the learned men part, um, <laughs> but then gets really, really witchy woo woo towards the end. Nature, spirits mm -hmm. of the elements, um, ministers of punishment and hell back, back swinging towards the other way with the with the Christian stuff. You know, um, I wonder, though, um, hold on. Uh when was Dante's Inferno written? After the oh, learned 13, men part, you lost me. Learned men? Just... Apostate spirits? I, yeah, I don't know exactly what they mean by apostate spirits because I, I only know the word apostate in reference to Scientology, which I guess we should do a um, an episode on and then we'll get sued. Um <laughs> because <laughs> entirely because of me um uh, so apostates are dreamers or defile the flesh are rebellious and revile holy angels apostates are referring to a confused state of the soul or abnormal imagination producing delusions and sensual confusion okay um, so i was so i only have heard of it in the reference of like scientologists where if you get kicked out you're an apostate or if you leave you're an apostate and they they which, don't like you anymore which makes sense with that so somebody right. who who had who thought too much about it and then decided to go their own way 
and then you can't talk to them or anything like wow i'll stop talking before we get sued but i'm not a big fan yeah um i was asking about the um so dante's inferno was uh published in 1317 dante's inferno talks about you know the different circles of hell Mm -hmm. including the punishers and the punishers are like they're assigned by god so they're Mm -hmm. almost holy in a weird way um but they talk about like the pagan gods and stuff like that who aren't necessarily in hell because uh, reasons um but they talk about like different form like different circles of hell where it's not really hell it's kind of what we would kind of consider a paradise because they were like they didn't get the good christian message or whatever so right i wonder if they yeah it starts out pretty that. mild and then gets real wild uh yeah towards- which is i love everything that starts mild and gets real wild i mean really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it yeah. sounds like a party so yeah hmm uh I saw a thing, it was like a tattoo, and it was of a sloth, and it said, live slow, die whenever. <laughs> that is so rebellious. Yeah, it really, truly is so rebellious. That. I yeah. love it. I love that. I love me a sloth. Um, so another uh, popular grimoire is the Necronomicon. And I had heard this term, and I had no idea what it was. And so I was like, well, let's look up what a Necronomicon is. Um, and it gets thrown around a bunch, but it is a fictitious book of spells invented by H.P. Lovecraft, which we're not going to get into his racism, but he was racist. Very. Um, we're just acknowledging it. Um, but many of his followers believe it may have been based on truth, but there's no proof of that, um, anywhere that I found on the internet. Um, but... Let's see. The oh, to stay with the racist theme, um, Lovecraft said it was originally written by the, the Mad, Mad Arab, Arab. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Abdul Al Hazard. Um, very cute, uh, and by that I mean I'm very sarcastic and frowning. Um, <sighs> Her face so was one of pure disgust. <laughs> pure disgust. Um, so, and I, I mean, like that's like scratching the surface of all of the racism because he gets real racist real fast if you start reading about him so there's that um but because so many of lovecraft's fans believed uh, a real necronomicon existed booksellers um have gotten so many requests for the real thing so they were like somebody gotta make it Mm -hmm. and publishers were like we found it Mm -hmm. um and so a bunch of them were published (laughs) um so like there's a bunch of different versions all claiming to be real um but remembering the source material is written by someone who has their name derived from arabian nights which is also um fictitious uh it's it's said to have been from the city of arkham from that story so um even more fictitious like it's fiction on fiction on fiction on fiction um so i feel like this is another instance of publishers having a pretty low fact-checking threshold um which we discussed in a previous episode um i will tell you though there yeah is, tell me there is a real book out there that you can get <laughs> what it's is called it? the necronom nom nomicon 
<laughs> and ladies, ladies, I own it. Oh, hey. I own it. And in it are reviled, depravative recipes from Cthulhu himself. Oh my God, yeah. that's too good. And if you decide to, if you choose to dabble, you dare to open up the Necronomicon <laughs> and choose one of the dastardly recipes within, know that you might fall into mouth orgasmic madness in anything you make in there. Have you made the recipes? So um, we haven't yet, um, but I cannot um, wait. This tall is gonna, husband, we're gonna have to next time we get together. Oh yeah! So tall husband loves collecting nerdy cookbooks, and we we have a lot of them. We have like Star Trek. We have Adventure Time. Um, for Christmas this year, I got Studio Ghibli, um, Harry Potter, Snoop Dogg. We have Snoop Dogs. Oh, I have the Harry Potter so, one. Yeah, and I got and it he, before I knew J.K. Rowling was a turf. So don't think. So I've, okay. I've since stopped buying her things and yeah. supporting so, her in financially in any way. We we all enjoy the Potterverse. We right. do not condone the creator. It's like thank you for right. making this. You're done. We'll take it from here. Um, yeah. I will so, make my own Harry Potter stuff, but I will not buy any Harry Potter stuff because I don't want to give her any money. Exactly, and that's fair. You know, and if you do. It's up okay. to you. You've yeah, got your you got your own moral standards that you're gonna live by, and that is fine. And I right. don't judge. Um, so uh, I judge, but yeah, a little bit. But yeah. I'm a Capricorn, <laughs> so I can't help it. So, well, we ha- so we have uh, you know a bunch of them, and he he um, was given the Necronomicon, and um, the recipes over it. The recipes in it are, are they're they're very simplistic. Like we did them through it. Um, and and they're fun. They are funny and they're fun. I just um, imagine it's like all like just decadent cakes, like very rich. No, cakes. one of them's one of them's like spaghetti. It's <laughs> 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 like it's real basic. <laughs> like oh, we should from- do an episode on the um, religion of the spaghetti monster one day. Oh my god, yes, I'm for it. I am for it. Um, but yeah, Pastafarians. It, so if you called. if you want to dabble. In, in you know Lord Cthulhu's reign, then I highly suggest getting on your local internet or bookstore. I think um, we've seen it a few times at um, our our half price books around here. Um, but the and no, his stuff is um, public domain, so you're not giving his estate any money by buying it. Right, so. exactly. Um, along those lines, though, have you seen Lovecraft Country? It's a show. Uh-uh, no. Okay, so first of all, I'm. It is gory. It is real gory. But I'll throw up. Yeah, yeah. It uh, so, and this is to our listeners. It's real gory. If you can handle that, then great. Um, and it it does not have a happy ending. Also, um. Oh, you're really selling it, Brittany. Yeah, but (laughs) it it looks at Lovecraft's stories through and it's being told and being looked at through black people and it's yeah and it uh the music in it it is amazing for sure doesn't have a happy ending no it doesn't i mean it it's the inevitable ending which you know whenever whenever you've been through so much trauma and pain and generational and it just has kept going and going and going it is unlikely that 
you will have a happy ending. And I think that's a really big part of it too. They talk about that. Um, And so I thought it was, I mean, I watched it all because I definitely got like sucked into it. Um, It is definitely Mm -hmm. a very intriguing story. It's a very intriguing show. It has its issues as every show does. Um, But I liked the fact that people were like, you know, HP Lovecraft stories are intriguing. And Mm -hmm. I, I have, you know, the, like his works and as I read through them I'm like well there's the racist shit there's the racist shit but the ideas are very very intriguing and I'm not going to give him any excuse like racism is shitty you're shitty uh once again thanks for the stories goodbye forever you know I will take we'll take it from here yeah saying people didn't know any better back then is like "Mm, they did bullshit. (laughs) that's bullshit um yeah, because uh, eventually they abolished slavery, so like some people knew it was wrong. People knew. So, yeah. Yeah, people so, knew racism was wrong and they just kept doing it, so right. they knew. Um, um, but yeah. Sherlock Holmes, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, very racist too. Uh, I didn't realize until I read that and I was like, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Scotty, no. Scotty, no. <laughs> uh, but, so, yeah. you know, that's very surprising. But, um, you know, I like Robert Downey Jr. So they took all mm. the racism out and kept the good stuff. So, right. So, you know, know or it's some like, of the racism. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's Hollywood. So, you know, there's got to be a little bit of racism. There's, they won't there's make gonna, it. And sexism and all that other bullshit. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's just, I want to take this moment to be like, hey, you know, it's okay if you like those stories. Like, it's okay for you to like Harry Potter. It's okay for you to like H.P. Lovecraft's works. It's okay for you to like those things and know that there's issues with it. And realizing that th- there are definitely issues with it and not condoning it and still finding those things intriguing. Right. You know, um, because, yeah. yeah. And I always put the the disclaimers about you know oh this this person is racist or this person was sexist or whatever just because you know we are fairly anonymous um and you know people don't know what what we do on you know in our daily lives to be anti-racist or whatever um or anti-sexist or anti you know transphobic or whatever so you know (laughs) yeah yeah i just i i like to make sure that people know that like i'm not glossing over the fact that Lovecraft was racist because I don't want to talk about it. It's just. We are aware. Like we're aware of it. We don't like it. Um, but you know, it is, it is something that, that came up in the research and I'm yep. disseminating the information and I don't want anyone to think that I'm disseminating it without thought. Right. You know, and we're um, also not sitting here and being like, if you like that, you suck, right. you're awful, I you're have terrible. Arkham Horror. I know I own games that are based on like the Lovecraft mythos. So, yeah. you know, people can take things and make them better from the bad people. Exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, not just a book of spells. Um, it can contain information about amulets, magical components, and by it i mean your grimoire or book of shadows or whatever you want to call it um so it contains it can contain information about amulets magical components properties 
um, of those things, in incantations, information about deities or other mythical mystical beings, um, methods of divination, sacred magical places and items, methods of healing, ceremonies, rituals. Are you guys getting a theme? It can be about anything. It's anything <laughs> you want. It's your book. It's your book. Do whatever you want. Um, so here are some things that I found that have um, – different like different people have used and put in their grimoires or some people have separate grimoires um in their grimoire series uh you know to keep the information separate um crystals in their meanings um herbs in their meanings or you know any book that has this information i would consider a grimoire so like over this weekend, I it was recently my birthday, Happy and my birthday. aunt got me um, <laughs> a book called The Witchy Homestead, which is like instructions on how to, um, you know, start a garden, and it gives you like, you know, herbs and like crystals that you can like put, ne- you know, near those herbs to like send it vibes and um, like spells you can do like to protect your your space and like. Also, like, practical things like your soil needs phosphorus and nitrogen and mm-hmm. here's how you compost. So it's, like, um, you know, kind of, like, a homesteading grimoire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you can buy it or you can make it. You don't have to make it. You can just buy it. Um, or, like, any – I feel like any cookbook would be a grimoire if you're – Oh, good God. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that. This fucking cat. We got a kitty. Walking around. Oh, my God. Due to some cat interference, uh, we had to start another recording. <laughs> so we're back. Um, what I was saying was uh, any cookbook could be a grimoire. Um, you know, if you're... Yeah. Yeah, in my argument, um, you know, if you're making, he's sitting on my work keyboard now. If anybody's oh. wow, buttons, just completely whole body on the keyboard. Diesel, you are a bad boy. Bad, bad. He got fed right before this. So naughty, naughty, naughty. So, uh, you know, any any recipe book, if you're imbuing your recipe with love or intentions, or vibes, you know, all of that counts, I say. Um, so You can also any... draw symbols in whatever yeah. it is that you're making. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, that's another thing, right? Write those symbols on your on your little recipes. Absolutely yeah. not. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, we, we see you trying to get back in the space there, kitty cat. Just trying to get back. Naughty. He wants, he thinks this is a video podcast. He thinks I'm going to be a YouTube star. This is my time to shine. And he doesn't understand this is an audio medium and people just will not want to listen to him scream into the microphone all day long. Like <laughs> can I do. you just imagine? Just, <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine it because I do it every single day because all he does is scream. If he's not screaming at the door to be let out, by the way, never has been let out. He is an indoor cat. He doesn't go outside. Um, he screams at the knows. door. <laughs> like he knows um if he's not at that door then he's at the laundry room door because that's where we keep the treats screaming for the treats um so anyway it's just a lot of screaming in my home <laughs> so um 
color magic. I thought, you know, that would be like something that Lauren would be interested in because you've, mm-hmm. you know, written a whole, let's call it a dissertation on it. Um, <laughs> it's not a dissertation. It's no I feel like it could a dissertation. be. Lauren has her PhD. You know, I'm a person of very few words. So can you imagine <laughs> the amount of shit I had to like fill in my paper to make sure it was long enough? Like, it's just me going around and around. One of the things that I went, I went to school for interior design. And one of the things they teach you is to bullet point your basic information and you want the least amount of words. I was great at it. I like, that was my thing. And so just imagine that, but like in paper form and me just having to write like a bunch of filler stuff. Uh, (laughs) See... That's one thing about academia is they uh they like some it's so filler. stupid. It's so stupid. I've I towards the end of my master's degree, thank God. I had a professor who straight up was like, if you get to your point and you argue it well enough, I don't care. They were literally like, it could be three pages. Your dissertation could be three pages. If you give me enough evidence, then it's as long as it needs to be. They put a cap on how long it was because they were like, I'm not going to read past this many pages because I, I have a life outside of you guys. Yeah. But yeah. And I was like, that makes way more sense than like, can yeah. you reach this this page limit? And I was like, we all know that it's full of it's like it's like Dragon Ball Z in the 90s <laughs> and 2000s. Just charging up. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many filler episodes. It's like half of the season is a filler episode. And like, yeah, that's how papers were. And I was like, it's that's not even stupid. my final form, right? It's like, wait, so, but wait, like perfect, there's though. more with yeah. Diesel's meowing, and then you know, Dragon Ball Z and charging up, like it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, there, right there. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be a voice actor on the remake of Dragon Ball Z. Love it. So, but yeah, I thought color magic. I was like, oh, uh, Lauren should put that in her grimoire when she gets one. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you can put some cleansing rituals. So like how you cleanse your tarot decks, how you cleanse your crystals, how you, your, you know, moon rituals. If you do moon rituals for cleansing, your sun cleansing rituals, um, you know, anything you want. Um, astrology stuff, you can put your birth mm-hmm. chart, um, all of your planet associations, um, you know, the different house associations. You could really, you could put a you lot in get there. Into or it. Yeah. again, like I said, you could also buy a book um, that has all of this information in it and read it. And I count that as a grimoire, personally. Um, it doesn't have to say grimoire on the the title for it to – and it doesn't have to be handmade, but it can be handmade. You do mm-hmm. you. I'm pro-crafts. Um, have you guys seen videos – you know, let's tangent again. Um, have you seen videos of people doing junk journals? Yes. No. Okay. So, but I did just see an ad for it on Instagram today, and I was like, "Huh, junk journal would be interesting." Now, okay, before before you even tell me, because I already fucking do this. Let me know if I'm trendy without even knowing that I'm fucking trendy. You are trendy. I'm just gonna go ahead and call it. Thank you so much. I love it. Thank you. My ego just needs so much more stoking uh, as my head gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I have a book at home. It's blank, but I put in it things like stickers, 
post weird postcards I found, labels that I think are really cool, um, like especially like tea bags. And I was like, this was really pretty, or like tea box packaging. Yes, this is a junk journal. Yeah. If yes. anybody's wondering, she's describing yes. a junk journal. <laughs> um, so yes. it's basically like you take a notebook and you like kind of decorate the pages with like Shit. not junk, but junk. Um, yeah. you know, like tear off pieces of paper and like newspaper clippings or like old photographs, you know, anything you can put in there and decorate it. Um, Danny Mystic, who we've talked about before. Um, she has a lot of videos on it. Um, I think Boho Taro might have some videos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on it. Okay. Um, oh, Didn't she's not Boho Taro anymore. She's Don Michelle Taro. Um, she changed her we, channel name. Didn't we do this on the front of our binders every year before school? I mean, probably. We, we like of. covered our, we did like the covers and then like, like clear taped laminated it so like i was always too scared of commitment to do that um uh so i yeah. wouldn't i i can't commit for an entire year to have a sticker and like i don't my, i didn't care for my handwriting so i was like well i can't handwrite anything on here you um, have a sticker anxiety Oh, yeah. Well, not anymore, because now I do. Okay, so here's a tip for anybody who wants to do um, a junk journal but may be afraid of commitment like me. It's called the Happy Planner. It is stupid expensive. I only get it on sale. Um, You know, get get like when it's on sale and get like the value packs or whatever. Um, But so it's it's decorative planning is Mm -hmm. like what it goes. And if you planning with Bumble. Um, she does a lot of decorative planning stuff, but um, you can get the whole punch for it and then you can put any pages you want in it because it's a disc bound journal. So it's a disc that has like on the outside edge of the disc, like a bigger area. And then it's the punch in the whole punch. It looks like a mushroom. Um, so like Ooh, you stick the pieces okay. of paper and I'll put it on the Instagram, everybody. I'll put the the planner on the Instagram. <laughs> um but that is – and there's a Facebook group. I'll link it um, if you want to join um, where it's pagan – like ha- pagan happy planners where people will make grimoires with their happy planners um, and stuff like that. Again, it it is kind of expensive, especially for – it's not Erin Condren expensive, but it's expensive for a planner. Um yeah, I was looking at it, like, because once again, it popped up on my Instagram feed, because Instagram knows me very well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it popped up, and I was like, well, it looks kind of cool. I didn't get into it because I, I know for a fact that I will not continue in a planner. I never have. I have a graveyard This is the only planners. one I've ever been able to stick to for an entire year, and it's because I can rip it out and put it back into another thing. Um, so I'm using the same like discs and, and cover for Mm -hmm. my planner as I did last year and I just ripped it out and I bought, um, a lot of times on Facebook, people will be, you know, selling happy planner stuff if you just search it. And so I bought a bunch of like blank undated planners. So I had enough of those this year that I could just put those in my, um, planner and then I just date them myself. Um, And so anyway, this is a good one if you are, like, nervous about, like, writing in a notebook because you're, like, afraid you're going to – I used to bullet journal, but I couldn't keep with that because I, like, 
had too much fear of perfectionism sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, if I write this down and it looks gross or it sounds, you know, stupid in two years and I'm going to be embarrassed and happy planner, you just rip it out, put it in a new page. You're not ruining anything. Um, So anyway, happy planner can, I'll link the Facebook group, um, but that's a good way to do it. Um, You know, and you can junk journal with that and just, you know, get scrapbook pages and hole punch them and put them in and, you know, put notebook pages on top and write your spell or whatever. Um, so, um, a lot of people do, yeah, their ancestor and past life work in their grimoires, um, your list of familiars, which would be my pets forever, put little pictures of your pet, (laughs) a little word about how your cat is your new God. It's fine. Is your Um, new God? (laughs) Is it your new Bible? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, so gardening information, um, like the witchy homestead. Um, and let's see, I probably should say the author. It is by Nikki Vanderkar and illustrated by Zoe Ingram. Um, so if anybody wants to check that out, you know, that's um, a whole thing too. Um, gardeners, people that right, are yeah, gardening, which about it, mm-hmm. even if they don't like classify as a witch or along that standard um they'll maintain journals from like previous years mm-hmm. right yeah and see what worked and didn't work and what they wanted to continue yeah and you also like write down like what the weather was like do you know mm-hmm. rain accumulation temperature things like that mm-hmm. um i have one of my grandma's journals one of her diaries um and she always wrote the weather and the temperature and it's a lot pretty, of people do that. And yeah. it's pretty crazy to see go flipping through. God, and I can't even give you the dates for this anymore. Like very early 90s. Um, the change in temperatures. Mm-hmm. Like it is frightening. From then to there. Yeah, then now. From then to it's now. It's so warm. It's, yeah. Every winter and, I'm like, I used and, to wear a coat. Well, and here, you know, and people are like, well, you know, like, but we, but it's like a record cold winter and stuff like that. And I'm like, it, climate change affects that. Right. Yeah. It affects it makes that. It and it's cold too. Right. And it makes, you know, and I was like, and if you look at the general, like, over time, we are heating well, storms up. are more severe. Yeah. And more often, like, and we are, you know, it used to be a hundred year storm and it's coming every 50 years, you know. Or even um, sooner now. Right. So, yeah. Anyways, don't don't get us started. Um, doom, doom, doom. Especially Lauren, because she just had to clean up a bunch of stuff from a storm. Yeah, she um, did. Well, I didn't do so. the cleaning, but nice. I supported those who did do the cleaning. Right. <laughs> Ideal. And I'm very thankful uh, for it. Right. Yeah. I don't know how I get tricked into helping so often. Uh, because I do you're the picking up a- of the sticks. You're a perfectionist and you like things done in a specific and certain way and you are a hyper-independent woman. I guess. I I often do the picking up of the sticks. (laughs) Michael takes care of a lot of the mowing, but I do the picking up of the stick. And honestly, he does most of the gardening as well. Um, So uh, (laughs) he's he's the far better gardener. I am a plant serial killer. Um, (laughs) I really try not to be, but it's like, a compulsion i just can't help it and by a compulsion i mean the opposite of that because it's i don't go outside and water it i don't leave my house sometimes for like weeks at a time so you know i'm a hermit hashtag hermit it's my hermit year um 
when you like add up the numerology i think we talked about this last episode okay um, okay okay you guys were talking year. about this um you know we were all texting each other like new year's day and all kinds of things like that you guys were sending me like numbers and stuff mm-hmm. and i was like what are you guys talking about no 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 okay so you add your birthday month with your birthday day right and then add it to this year so then okay. you're gonna add um Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm doing. I don't it want to say it like out right loud because it's yeah. Specific. Oh, we can type it. Yeah, but then you're it. going to. So just add them in a calculator. It does right. not have to be fancy, but literally add like since it's December, add twelve, then your yeah, date, so... and then two thousand and twenty-three. Add all that up first, and then once you get that number, condense it by the single digits. So, so add then, like. So then you'll add like two plus zero. Plus, Plus whatever you got. Yeah, okay, so. Oh, I did it this way, where you do. I think you, I think it comes out the same, because math is fun. Um, because of I think I got base 10. 10 system, it'll come out the same. Yeah. So the wheel. And that makes sense, because it's going to be one up from last year. And last year, you were the hermit, and I, you both were the hermit, right? Mm-hmm. And I was the strength. And now I'm the hermit, and you guys are the wheel. Or... You could condense it even more. And be and one. Cool. Which is the yeah. fool. And mine turned out to be 18. Um, so. And. Yeah. Uh, but so 18. You know. One plus eight is nine. So you can reduce it down to the hermit. Or it could be 18. Which is the moon. Um, which I, I don't think you're supposed to condense it. It's supposed to be like. The, within the major arcana. So. I do what like, I want. Well, yeah, they're both <laughs> in the major arcana. But okay. I mean, like, it's the first one before you condense it, technically. Yeah. Well, I like either one makes total sense because um, I've had a lot of synchronicities with certain messages. Um, I have been getting the Ace of Wands almost every single reading. I've been getting um, the Wheel almost every single reading. And I've been getting Look the Look at Fool you using Tarot a lot. Uh, I wasn't doing it. I was nice on, on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube, the YouTube other readings. people do it. Yeah, yeah. But but it still has been popping up, popping like up again a lot. and again and again and again. And that's whenever I pay attention to it because I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and you know, like I told you guys, um, I received a tarot deck, um, for Christmas this year from a very unlikely source, um, and the very first card I pulled from it just playing with it was a 10 of cups which i was like nice very nice and then so i was yeah. like yeah okay, maybe this is the tarot deck that will let me read it <laughs> and maybe i can start getting into yeah. it well um, and i think that's so funny with the thing that you told us before we started mm-hmm. um yeah Dude, 10 of I, cups this i have a I have been getting a lot of messages that are, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and it has been overwhelmingly like, bitch is coming. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And they're like, oh, you going to love it? It. And I'm like, I'm like, am I going to love it in the way that like, it's, it's, I'm actually going to love it. It's going to bring me joy. Or am I going to love it in the way that you think I'm going to love it, which is where it brings me a lot of exponential growth. And it's like, "Mm." No, you're going to love it. You're going to you're going to be like, "Thank you universe." 
like I keep getting this message like that it's like everything that I used to believe in, in, in as a kid which was believing in miracles believing in wishes coming true and all of this other stuff it's like yeah it's happening now and I'm like okay I love that for me but I'm going to put that with an asterisk I love that journey for me right yes. I love that journey for me I'm going to put that with an asterisk because at this point dear universe cosmos and all the and source mother mother dear um I put it with an asterisk because you have taught me to uh uh believe that stuff when I see it I have trauma mm. <laughs> I'm gonna put it with an asterisk because I have trauma from your bitch ass I have trauma, which, you know, like I, I've grown from like, and honestly, like I was just telling short husband last night that I'm really glad that we chose to break generational cycles and generational mm-hmm. trauma because we, we would rather live with the shit that we have than continuing those oh, yeah. really toxic cycles and living Miserably. Have you seen that TikTok where it's like, um, like a thing, and it's like somebody, and it's talking to like, and it says like grandma at the top, and it's like, do you want to go to therapy and break generational trauma, or do you want to double it and give it to the next person? And the grandma goes, double it and give it to the next person, and oh, then it's God. like mom, and it's like, do you want to go to therapy and break generational trauma, or do you want to double it and give it to the next person? And it was like, double it and give it to the next person, and it's like you, do you want to go to therapy? <laughs> <laughs> or do you want to double it? And they go, I want to go to therapy. What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, which, you know, they, they, they're not doing it on purpose. Like, obviously, you know, I love my right. grandmother very much. Like, she wasn't doing any of this on purpose, you know, to to extend generational trauma. I just don't think they, the information was available to her at the time and it wasn't talked about and, you know, on and on and on. The, you know, you, you have to work. There's with the reasons for you it. You time. can't blame them for it. But, it you know, I do have to make a joke about it because that is how I cope with it. Oh, my God. OK, so um, a super fast story that you guys haven't heard yet. I don't think um, last week or the week before. I can't remember. I had to take a trip in the wee woo wagon, which I didn't want to. Oh, do. yeah. You told me that. Yeah. So I had an allergic reaction to something which continues to remain anonymous i didn't hear any of this yeah okay so once upon a time um Brittany's body came into contact with something that it did not like and it really pissed it off so it decided to start swelling mm. um in an allergic reaction and Brittany was like hmm that's strange um and then it got to a point where Brittany was like it's getting kind of hard to swallow so mm. i should probably be, con- be concerned um, so I took my happy ass to the urgent care, which was closed and was like, we don't open until two. We're open from two to eight today. And I was like, that is, it's a weekday. It's not urgent. That's weird. <laughs> you know? And so I was like, if, hmm. it, if it doesn't, if it can wait till two, that's not urgent. Then it's not okay, urgent. And Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, called my nurse's hotline on my insurance card and she was like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm calling the wee woo wagon for you and i was like god damn it and she was like yeah it's just you sound like you could be having something really bad happening a uh, spoiler alert i i wasn't um i was diagnosed with hives and they gave me steroids right they're like all right well you're cool and i was super embarrassed even though um everybody was like no you did the right thing and i was like i'm aware but i'm also super embarrassed so i'm sitting in the wee woo wagon 
with these two EMTs who were hilarious. I loved them. And by the time we got to the hospital, we're all sitting there. And I just looked at this, like, team of people that are around me asking me questions. And I looked at the EMT whose name was Sam. Bless you, Sam. I hope your life is full of wonderful stuff. Um, I looked at her and I went, can you tell humor is my coping mechanism? (laughs) And she looked at me and she goes, yeah. (laughs) We just looked at each other and nodded. <laughs> she I was like, hate it yeah. because humor is also my coping mechanism, and I right. will make jokes at the doctor because I am horribly anxious. And every mm-hmm. time I go, I have a lot of chronic illnesses, and I just feel like I'm, you know, nothing's gonna happen good. And anyway, uh, and I make all these jokes, and they don't laugh, and they just like keep carrying on. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm funny because my therapist laughs. Thank you. Right. <laughs> um, so this this stand-up comedy set is going to have to get a little bit more lively. Thank you. Right. Um, but I don't say that because, again, I'm way too nervous. So I yeah. just deal, deal with the bad crowd, you know. Yeah. Um, womp womp. <laughs> womp womp. So anyway, back to grimoires. Um, mm-hmm. You can put some gardening information, like I said, um, historical tidbits, uh, you know, history about – family history, you know, um, ancestral stuff that you find out, genealogy, um, or, you know, like historical tidbits about your lineage or the world around you, etc. cetera. Um, basically a history notebook to take to school to pass your tests, any of that. Um, notes from school counts as a grimoire. Thank you for coming to the TED Talk. Um, <laughs> instructions about wands, cord cuttings, cleansings, etc. Um, you know, uh, different. This, the witchy homestead, um, has instructions on how to grow herbs and then use those herbs in like a smudging thing because they were like, I mean, you could use sage Cleansing. or you could, yeah, yeah. They they literally said you could use sage or you could not in you know uh, encroach on the indigenous uh people and use a different herb that you grow right. in your own area um so uh oh, let's see so you can cleanse your grimoire just like you would tarot cards or whatever you have crystals um and they're they can be cleansed in the same way smoke visualization sun or moon energy um etc um some people will put protective symbols on them like runes which i really want to learn about um i did look up um james r eads has put a release date for the green glyphs tarot (laughs) uh box set so late summer this year i'm gonna be getting that um are you did you actually like purchase it not yet not yet i'm waiting until closer to time um (sighs) But you were going to for your birthday. I was. Um, and then I bought a bunch of other stuff instead with my uh money. So I'm just waiting till next month. That's right. To do it. <laughs> okay. You know, just spread it out so it doesn't feel like I'm spending so much money. Right. Um it's all about how you feel about it. it. Yeah. Um <laughs> so it's because I have a lot of money trauma from my childhood. So uh but so you know, runes I'm gonna learn about. So end of summer, I'm going to have to move that episode until I get that book. Because um, I really want to know James R. Eads' uh, references. Um, so, and you can put sigils. Um, like what Brittany was saying, you can, you know, stir sigils. Sig- sigils. Sigils. Sigils into. 
Spiegel. Sigil, I think is how it said. Um, listeners, write in. Please engage with us. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> or, you know, you can draw the runes or whatever. Um, I did see a lot of runes in the game God of War. Um, very excellent game. We finished it. It's it was very – I watch. Michael plays. Very fun to watch. 10 out of 10. Can recommend. Um, so, you know, get crafty. You know, do it up. Um, if you're starting your own grimoire, we'll help. Um, we'll help get you started with some instructions on how to make moon water. And this comes from otherworldlyoracle.com. So um, she has this all written out. If you want to, you could go to her website and support her or him or them. I don't know. That um, individual. Then, <laughs> yeah, that individual. And then, you know, copy and paste it and, and print it out. Or you can handwrite it however you want. You do you. Um, get crafty with it. So um, first you'll need water. Um, you'll need something to put the water in. Glass or silver is preferred. But you know us. Use what you have. Um <laughs> choose a moon phase you want to make your water out of so like a lot of people use a full moon or a new moon um waxing gibbous could be really fun you know um so then you put your water in a vessel your jar your pitcher glass whatever um place it outside where the moon can shine on it and leave it overnight and remove before the sun hits it or after i'm not here to tell you when to wake up um, and then store it as you like, um, maybe in the fridge, uh, cause you know, tap water can have bacteria in it. So like, be careful if you want to drink it, maybe think about it. Um, but you know, if you feel safe, go ahead and do it. Um, a fun way you could use this would be to do like some watercolors in your grimoire with your moon water. Oh my God. How how spooky ritual that would be. Um, the possibilities really are endless. Um, so how, how do you two plan to do either of you have a grimoire that you already have besides like books you've already bought? Like I was talking about. I don't. I mean, I, I kind of do. Yeah. I um, had an inkling for it around Christmas that I kind of wanted to start something like that um, just to have it. Um, right. Stuff that I've done that has worked that I've or I have felt that has achieved my intention. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And may I suggest if you're going to start one, the happy planner. And you don't have to get the Happy Planner, like, name brand stuff. Joanne's has, like, an off-brand that uses the same sort of discs and hole punch and stuff. So, um, but, you know, it takes a lot of the uh, perfectionism anxiety out because if you rip out a page, it's not going to be, like, torn out of a notebook. Uh, Lauren, have you – do you do you have a grimoire started? Or are you planning one or anything? I I call it my tarot journals. Yeah. Journals. So, like, for – I guess if if it's a tarot deck that I'm wanting to do more of like a deep dive on or understanding it more or say I need to do more of a like intuitive thought process put into it because the card isn't like your traditional tarot deck, like I'll start a journal or a bullet journal mm -hmm. and I'll scan the cards 
print them out into smaller sizes, glue them into this journal, and then like I'll do my own like intuitive information for that card on. And so I have that for a couple of them. And I have plans to do more. Like I have plans to do some on herbology and astrology and just like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm, but they yeah. each would have their own individual journals. So I guess I would have a like a series. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going to be like that guy that wrote the nine part series. Um, so just, you know, no. Make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Since it won't be in Latin. Yeah. yeah make that. sure you don't lose the other eight. Um, we have Google Translate. We can make it in Latin if we want. Um, again, may I suggest nice little happy notes. Uh, we keep it. Happy notes has a smaller disc. So side note, I did buy one of those happy planners, Shelby, when you, and then I I brought it home and I looked at it after spending like what I thought was like twice as much as what a normal planner should cost. I was like, okay, this isn't bringing me any joy. And like, though the color and the organization, I'm all about that. Like, Ooh, Mm -hmm. just, that's one of my things. Loved that. I was just like, no, I'm going to be and I'm like Brittany where I started and then it's not going to continue. So yeah. I was like, I'm taking this back and I'm going to spend this on something that brings me joy. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, whatever works. This is the only planner that I kept for an entire year. I used it every single month the entire year. Um, and so then this year I used my guts of other ones that I've got off of like Facebook marketplace and stuff mm-hmm. um, or like on sale at Joann's if it's like, you know, five bucks or something for a four month like thing. Cause they'll sell like extension packs. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year happy planner had one on sale um, and it was, it was a mini one, but it was like, I think half off. So it was only like $10, which again, half off at $10, pretty expensive for a mini planner. Um, but it's nineties themed and it has like all of like the squiggles from the nineties, you know, like oh, the decorating God, it has like a game yeah. boy drawing and stuff. And I was nice. like, Oh God, now I have to get it. Um, so I got that one as like a one to keep in my purse. Cause like this whole year I had my, I had a big planner that worked mm-hmm. right. Cause I work from home so I can like leave it open on my desk because of object permanence. Um, I have to have it like physically out on my desk to show me every single day, like what is coming up this weekend that you are about to forget about. Um, <laughs> I do and, that with my Google Calendar. Yeah. Everything but, goes and, into my Google Calendar. And so, but I would go to like a doctor's appointment and they would be like, okay, well, we need to see you in six months. When's a good time? And I'd be like, I don't know when payroll runs because I do payroll. Um, I was like, I don't know when payroll runs six months from now. So I wrote in my happy planner, all of the payroll dates in my little mini planner. So I will always have them. So now I can schedule all my appointments. Um, so let's do a lightning round and let's see if we can remember what we typed in our other chat before the cat ruined everything. I remember. Yay. Okay. You tell us what our lightning round is. Okay. So the first question is, um, if you chose to do a grimoire, which I think Lauren's already kind of gone into it. Um, but if you were going to do a grimoire, what would kind of its genre be? I'll go real fast. Eclectic. There you go. Yep. A little bit Eclectic. of everything, and there would be several. So it'd be grimoires mm-hmm. or books of shadows. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Books <laughs> of shadows is. Um, uh, so I think I, 
So I heard the term from a listener who listens, um, the stitch witchery or stitch witch. Um, and you know, that speaks to me as somebody who sews. Um, so I think I would do a like stitch themed one where I put like all of my outfits and patterns, uh, that I want to make. Um, and then like the, you know, the quilts I want to make. Cause I mm-hmm. have just recently started quilting by recently. I mean, yesterday I bought fabric to make a quilt and today <laughs> I started cutting that fabric. Um, so extremely recently. Um, so I think mine would be uh stitch, witch themed. Okay. What about you? I, Brittany? I think that mine would be a lot like Lauren's very eclectic. Um, however, I have found with myself that I will get so like caught up in how I would want to organize something that I don't do it. Like yeah, I'll just I've get to that. a point where I'll be so overwhelmed with how do I want to put this together that I just, that's won't. what happened with bullet journals for me. That's why yeah. I can't do a bullet journal. And that's why I like the happy planner. I can rip it out and put it in somewhere else. So, and like, part of me is like, I kind of want to do like that. Would, that seems like it would be the most, like making sense to me where I have mm-hmm. something where it's like a binder where I can like put stuff in and take it out mm-hmm. and organize it as needed. Um, or I would have one where I'd be like, you know, this is like recipes and then like, this is stuff for like moons and like, this is stuff for, or like spells that I've done. Um, right. I think um, I'm just going to do like the one that I thought about in December where it's um, I have a specific journal that a friend gave me. Um, it's beautiful. It, uh, is like dark um, navy blue and has like a gold moon and suns and stuff on it. I think I'm going to use that to write down like spells that I've done yeah. that um, have worked for me. So that's what I would do. Um, you should do a cookbook one and then, you know, you'll have like a pinch of this or, you know, however much garlic fills your heart. or whatever, Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so so the recipe book with like the cards that you gave me for my wedding mm-hmm. i i use that to write down uh recipes that i like that i've done um okay yeah and the ones so, that fit into the cookbook or the recipe book shall be gifted us yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought you gave it to us. no shelby did sorry shelby thank you okay i did think i, I did i thought i you got it, it and then i was like maybe lauren got one too for her <laughs> No, I sorry, like, Shelby. I, I, no, yeah, you're fine. I, the one that Shelby, so I, Shelby, I can't keep track of anything I get at the same time because we all exchange gifts all at the same time, right? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I can't keep track of who gave me what either. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go I, an I, entire year thinking that Lauren gave me something, and Brittany will be like, "I gave you that," and I'll be like, "Oh, whoopsie." <laughs> no, it's fine. You definitely um, did. So uh, the second question that I wrote down, or we wrote down, was um. So these grimoires, do you want them to remain private or would you want to pass them down generationally? Would you want to pass them down generationally? There we go. I feel like I like the idea and would want to be the type of person who would pass it down generationally. um, Generationally. Yeah. 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 Nobody can say it. Um, that's that's probably the moon's fault um generationally but i'm also i i'm the type of person who absolutely hates everything i write that's why i like math so much because like it was just numbers Mm -hmm. and it couldn't be wrong um but like i hate i just hate everything i write um and i should like work on getting over that 
but I haven't. Um, so like, I would just be like way too embarrassed to give it to anyone. Um, so maybe I'll leave it in a place where they can find it after I die. Um, where I won't care, I guess as much. Um, and I won't be alive to be embarrassed about it. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's how I am. Um, okay. Lauren, how about you? Yeah, I wouldn't mind if like my kid or grandkid, if they choose to go that route, um, would want to look through it. So it's just yeah. my thoughts, basically. Yeah, yeah I hate and, my thoughts. And, and <laughs> notes. That's that's my problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd also be like notes from my researching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's nothing fancy. Again, bullet points. It's literally going to be a bullet yeah. journal. Right. I live by bullet Literally points. like bullet journal in the original sense of a bullet journal. Right. Yeah. I think that I would want to pass it down um, mm-hmm. or just have that information available. Um, so mm-hmm. if somebody wanted to peruse through it and then like pick up ideas, then they definitely could. Um, and I have a feeling that I probably would update it as I went along. Mm-hmm. Like I could add notes later and be like, you know, um, here's a tweak that I found that was more useful. But I would definitely want whoever was looking through it for whatever whatever information to take it as inspiration rather than like mm-hmm. a recipe because right. everybody's everybody's different so it's like whatever would work best for you but yeah while you were talking it, it made me think of here's an unrelated topic um about the like preferred um genre mm-hmm. i started thinking like one that i would be okay with passing down would be a meme genre grimoire (laughs) i i love everything about that Uh, a history of memes history of memes here are the the fanciest memes um if anybody wants to see any memes i do post a lot in our stories on instagram yes so those can be you can see all of the memes from everywhere that i follow on our instagram shelby when you when we were in high school and we would do those math classes together Side note, Shelby would do all the like extracurricular math classes. I the ones would that weren't beg necessary. Lauren. Yeah, so I would beg I Lauren. Don't... I was like, Lauren, do college algebra with me, please. This is the class she's talking about. Do it, please. It'll be yeah. so much fun. It'll be me, you, and so and so. Because usually we only had like one that was like one hour. Uh, that, that So everybody that took college algebra was all in the same class. Like it was one class, maybe two. Um, and yeah. So, yeah, so... I got. So I'd be doing all these, and this is the case with like AP English Lit and AP yep, I did that. I Government to do that. and like all these. Brittany, by the way, went to a different high school at that point. So that is mm-hmm. why I wasn't begging her to be in these classes. I just don't oh, want what? anyone to think that I was leaving Brittany out. And it's I high school said, and people can be catty, but that wasn't the case. I would have said no to the math classes because I Oh yeah, hate, she would have said absolutely not. I hate math. I still You would have liked math. AP English Lit though. Mm. You, it was pretty chillax it you was yeah it was it was taught by mr hunt uh a, a teacher <laughs> a teacher that was very very chill and they he submitted his thing and i think all of his peers were like oh you're never gonna get this approved it doesn't have any shakespeare in it and he was like i think it will then it got, they got it approved so we did um and and i i really liked it because we did um he, she stoops to conquer instead 
um, which is like a same era, but just a different, it's not Shakespeare. And that's one of my favorite plays. Uh, See, I don't I remember was- that. But I remember Watership Down because the whole time I'm like. It's rabbits, right? It's yeah. rabbits. And I'm just like. Right what this has like I would have the title doesn't make sense with the characters first of all Mm, and I'm just like wait a second what's this book gonna be about and I was just like oh my god yeah I uh my very first year of college like when you get your associates and get all of the like bullshit Mm -hmm. out of the way I took college algebra which was the only math I had to take I was like I'm taking it and I'm done with it and um I did take it and I was done with it, but the professor for it. Oh my God. Uh, They were an interesting individual. Um, They were very much the, um, the old ways are the best ways. Um, And like, you know, you're not, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, well, you're in college. You should have like your life figured out. If you have, Whoa. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You weren't allowed to get up and step out of the class while they were lecturing. That's literally the whole point of college. Yeah. And I was just like, what? You know, and one, one dude had a phone call, um, looked at it and was very quiet, just very quietly, not disruptively. Like I didn't even know he had gotten up until I heard the click of the door and got up and just, you know, slipped out and was talking on the phone um and she stopped the fucking lecture got up opened the door and said what are you doing we are having class right now and he was like this is an emergency i need to answer i need to stay on this phone call and she was like then you can flunk this class so he went he just went okay he came in gathered his things and went bye but- do they forget that we pay them? Yeah, it was insane. It was insanity. <laughs> that also, is a you power trip. I have like unbelievable. You were like, not- how do people not see it when they're in that and be yeah. like, I'm on a power trip. I need to chill. Yeah. Um. Well, and it turned out that like his like if something like you know somebody was in the hospital, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like it was a it was a major emergency. Um. He went to the dean about it. And uh, it was a big deal. Yeah, it was he definitely deal. should. A big, huge deal. Um, you weren't allowed to use calculators at all. No calculators. In college allowed. algebra, it's like yeah. mostly calculators. Yep. No calculators at all. Absolutely no calculators. Um, I had um swine flu because that oh. was when swine flu was a fucking thing. <laughs> um, and so I was out because there was policies all over the college that said if you think you have swine flu, you need to stay home. Do right. not come into school. We, you know, everybody has like, essentially it's like you have permission, just let your, your professor know. Well, one of it was we had a test and I missed it. Um, And so I just, you know, I emailed her and I was like, Hey, I'm just letting you know, I have tested positive for swine flu. Um, You know, let me know when I can come in for a makeup day. So of course she scheduled it like at seven in the morning. And I was like, okay, cool. This is when I need to take this test. So I came in and she looks at me. Mind you, I had not missed class. Oh my like god! Ever. If she says you don't look like if you don't you don't look sick. Ooh, that's no, 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 no. Mind mm-hmm. you, I had not missed ca- class except for swine flu. Right? I walked in and she looks me up and down. Goes, "Wow, I didn't think you were going to show up." 
And I looked at it and I went, it's a test. Of course I'm going to show up. Like, it was disgusting. Like, she was just a disgusting human being. And, like, yeah. And what really fucking sucked was literally the next semester, she was forced retired. Oh, okay. So I was like, God damn it. I didn't. If I had waited one semester, then I wouldn't have had to take this therapy class. Anyways, long story short, there's my tangent. Uh, Don't be an asshole, guys. Just don't. Yeah. Just don't do it. (laughs) You're a professor. Get off your your trip. What Um, I was going to get at, though, is that Shelby (laughs) was these super cute comics off to like the margin side of like our papers in college yeah i made i made a comic strip i don't remember what it was called but i i i had the theory that everyone inside of them had a little rotund geek um (laughs) who really loved math because that's what i have inside of me um and so i drew this drew this very round person do you remember what it was? What I called it? I have no idea. It was like a superhero algebra boy or something. Yeah, like yeah. Maybe our a very loyal listener, our most loyal listener, will write in and remember what it was, um, because she was also in that class. Um, I think I may have said her name earlier, so I will need. You to did. Bleep yeah, it. I was going to say you'll need to bleep it. Yeah, I'll need to bleep it. Um. But she, she'll write me remember because she remembers uh, more of my life, just as Lauren does, more of my life than I do. Um, but yeah, I made this the little rotund geek, and he was he like had the a lasso of like an elliptical lasso, um, because we were learning about ellipses, and then there was like one that about a matrix. I think anyway, you need to bring this back to life. Yeah, I need to figure out what I learned in that class to to recreate these comics. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I was really into, I loved, college algebra was the best, like the best class. It was my absolute favorite. The teacher, amazing. She recent, did she retire recently, you said? A couple years ago? Yeah. Um, But she was my fave. Um, And the, the class was so much fun. I just like algebra a lot, just in general. I just really loved it. Anyway. You know, as far uh, as math went, I liked algebra because it was more of like a puzzle than anything else. Yeah. And you would have liked college algebra with the teacher that we had. So I liked it, but I needed Shelby to like break down like some things again at a slower pace for me to absorb it better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always happy to. I'm always happy to reteach math. Well, you guys, I think we made it through another episode another episode. oh my gosh despite <laughs> diesel's uh endeavors despite diesel's attempts um which will make it super fun to edit later very excited about that um we need a bloopers so, episode we really do yeah <laughs> it'll just be diesel screaming um so <laughs> let's see what our next episode is gonna be about spells oh that makes sense i i did this in a in a way that made sense um because i was like okay we'll talk about books of grim arts and then we'll talk about spells after that rituals and then it'll be in bulk is that how you say it in bulk in bulk yeah in bulk or that's Um, how i've heard it so yeah that's how i say it so reader or listeners write in by Um, the way just super super quick um if you are in the northern hemisphere i think um on in bulk which is february 1st um 
to February 2nd, there is a comet that you will be able to see with the naked eye. It's green, right? Uh-huh. That has yeah, been I here read about that. for 50,000 years. So yeah, I think, I think <laughs> most of January you might be able to see it at like 5 a.m. or something I read. Like mm-hmm. really, really early in the morning, like 4 or 5 a.m. Um, so you might want to check it out before then, too, because you might if be you able can. to see it. Yeah. Because it's, you know, moving across really fast, but really far away, so it looks really slow to us. Right. Um, because of relativity. Very fun. So anyway, um, and then between now and in bulk... Uh, we're going to talk about spells. Um, so we'll have to get all our spells ready, get them ready, and then do them about the show. Um, and then what else do I want to say? I have a list of all of my things that I say at the end of the show, you guys. So uh, I mean, it's important. <laughs> it's important. Okay. Make sure, listeners, to email your questions, comments, concerns, um, stories. stories to uh, charmedandalarmed at gmail.com. We love to hear them. We love to read them. Um, send us a voice memo on Instagram, and I'll play it on, on here. Um, don't support us on Patreon yet because of as of 2023 in January, we don't have one. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other platform you listen to. And if it's really funny and I lull and it's five stars, I will read it on the air. Um, and then follow us on social media. We're at charmed underscore alarmed on Facebook and Instagram, not Twitter because ew, Elon. Um, and thank you so much for listening. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. And we're Alarmed. Yeah. Alarmed. Bye, guys. <laughs>